Just the toe. Yeah, that's big. Strap in, my friend. Alright, we're gonna go to the left, the, the farthest to the right field here. So we've already went farthest to the left. Yeah, we sell left or right. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Mr. Kink. My name's Chris. And I'm Leonard. Hey, what's good, Leonard? It's two weeks now because someone got sick. Yeah, I love that bronchitis, you know. Nobody got time for that. But, you know, I have recovered. I have a little bit, tiny bit left, but I'm not coughing up anything, which is good. Because let me tell you, man, thick brown mucus, my boy. Let me tell you. I was just like, damn. You got to stop licking doorknobs. That's all I got to say about that. Is, is that. is that how you get bronchitis, licking doorknobs? Some kind of knob. Oh, wink. <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, man. No, it's, I mean... Last week, we took the time off. You relaxed. You played some games. You did your thing. Sounds like you got a nice, much read, much readed, much needed rest. Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, hell, I think actually one day I actually did sleep for like 12 hours. So Hell yeah, dude. I wish I could do that. I don't think you ever can, Chris. You and the kids, you guys are only meant for four hours a day. I do. I get about four a day on the rig. Um, if I get six, it's sleeping in. But honestly, my kids sleep pretty good though. Like honestly, like if I tell them bedtime, like they, you know, they do the grumble, you know, I'm gonna bed. But by the time they hit that bed, they're out. Um, and I got the, I got their asses on sketch, dude. You, you're out, we're on sketch in the Ferris household. You bed by seven thirty for the little one, eight for the older one. Bing, bang, boom. Daddy time till ten. <laughs> Daddy time till ten. <laughs> like everybody has a schedule. Everybody got a schedule. 8 to 10, daddy time. 10 to 11, daddy, mommy time. Bedtime. Boom. Ready to go. And that's how it should be, homie. Uh, hey, look, if you don't got a schedule for your kids, you're doing it wrong. Trust me. Oh, hell, and a schedule for yourself. Trust me. As an adult, yeah. we forget about that type of shit. Oh, yeah. You got you got a lot. Like, dude, I have, I have downtime for naps scheduled in my day. Like, I am anal about it. If I get off work at 3.30 like I'm supposed to... I'm taking a 45-minute power nap, waking up doing dinner, getting all this crap together, and then bing, bang, boom, good to go for daddy time. <laughs> so last, well, two weeks ago, we talked about giants. In the mythical sense, yeah. But this time, what are we talking about, my man? We're talking about actual giant sightings. Ooh, and baby. some really weird, like, look, this last story of today, it's out there. You're gonna have to like. You're gonna have to like roll a hog leg. You feel me? Like roll a big ass hog leg. You're gonna have to like really, really get into the what's a good the groovy mindset. You feel me? So it's like it's it's kind of like that uh, South Park episode of Imagination Land. Imagination Land gets way more crazier than people think. It's kind of wild. It's it's a lot. Even me reading it, I was like, "This is insane." Let me throw this up there. <laughs> So it's it's not gonna sound it's not gonna sound like, you know, bunch of white kids telling crazy ass stories, is it? Is it like that type of crazy? It's gonna be what's a good comparison? It's gonna be like if left field had a left field on top of that left field, that's where the story's coming from. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I'm excited for it because you know me, I'm all about this giant stuff. If the if it is real, I mean. Who's to know? Because uh, honestly, giants is going to lead into giants. I 
when I when I set out to do Giants originally, when I did it before we actually had the pod, um, I planned it to be like a one and done episode. But then Giants led into something else, which led into something else. I'm like, son of a botch. Like we're gonna be doing Giants is gonna tie into gnomes. Gnomes is gonna tie into ley lines. Ley lines is gonna tie into disappearance at national parks. It's gonna be really weird. And there's gonna be Bigfoot attached to it too. See, everything's connected. It's a man. crazy family tree, dude. It's like if the family tree started with meth and then branched out to heroin, coke, <laughs> and everything in between. It's just like it's a crazy situation here. And what's worse is like it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. I'm reading this. I'm like, this shouldn't be. I shouldn't be thinking this way. I really shouldn't. But here we are, Matt. You know what? We find it for a reason. Yeah. What exactly is a giant? It's a being of great size and great power. We talked about giant snakes, giants in the religious and mythological sense. But today we're going to talk about giant sighting stories. Join us as we discuss the real life examples of giants. So the first story is actually a mystery. Um, this start. This is about a TikToker who disappeared after filming a giant. Mm. If giants are still around, would we not have more sightings? Are they metaphysical beings? We at Mystery King have no idea, but here are some cool ass sightings. <laughs> On April 9th, 2022, so it's recent. This is last year, dude. It's almost a year now. Mm. Canadian TikToker at Andy Capped posted a video captioned, It's a giant. Really descriptive. <laughs> in which, from his car, he films a mountain in the distance that shows what appears to be a giant person standing on top of it. One person asks, What is it? Andy responds, A person. Asking his friend to pull over, the friend insists the shape is not a person. The video gained over 4 million views in eight months. Mm. The video is seemingly taken at Whistler's Peak in Alberta, Canada, or Canoe Mountain, British Columbia. So the video, it it's like, it's every giant sight. If you've seen the Mexican giant sighting, dude, you've seen this video. It's it just the Mexican version, but with snow. I mean, I remember I saw, didn't you or me send a giant video and it was on it was TikTok, me. I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, me. was. You, is it that one you're talking about? No, but it's it's the same it's the same style, but with snow. So it, like that one was in the Mexico, and it was like all like wooded and like deserty. The, think of that, but just white. So over the course of the next month, Dawson pointed thir- uh, pointed posted thirteen more videos relating to the giant. On April 11, twenty twenty two, he posted two videos on TikTok responding to the people who said his camera work was shaky and saying it's not realistic to explore the mountain because of how far away and high up it is. So people are like naysaying him. They're like, "That's fake," or the shake video is too shaky, or like when he posted a video about how he's going to go try to explore the area, they were telling him that the distance relatively to where you were recording it's really difficult to get to. Okay, showing a closer view of the mountain. Although the giant is not there anymore, garnering over 750,000 views in eight months. So almost a million views, you know, three quarters of a million in eight months. The same day he posted an update to TikTok saying that he was told by some CIA agent that he had to leave the area due to some environmental issues. So he's driving up, a, he, you know, he gets in touch with locals. He figures out where exactly they are. The locals tell him, like, hey, yeah, there's been giants for years. They live up there. Like... Even the locals are like, yeah, yeah, giants, everyday occurrence, nothing special, which is wild. See, that would be wild because why isn't those guys talking about it? They're making it seem like it's an average thing to have giants in your backyard. Exactly. And then this fool goes, 
to that area, sort of, kind of, but gets stopped by... He called it a CIA agent, but what he filmed was looked like a man in black. Mm. We know about those. Oh yeah. So he he gets told to turn around. He you know he listens because you know he's smart. Most of the people we talk <laughs> about aren't that smart. <laughs> <laughs> On April thirteenth, Dawson then posted a video to TikTok of some lights in the sky over the mountain, captioned UFO riding. Did the mountain <clears throat> riding? Did the thing on the mountain go home? That garnered over 678,000 views in eight months again. So this catch multiple, multiple times, almost hitting a million views on videos. Yeah. People are really following this guy. Yeah. Later that day, he posted footage of two helicopters flying over the same area, saying they were extracting something from the area, garnering another 500,000 views. So that's almost 2 million views on three videos for this guy. And the first one's a giant, the second one's a UFO, and the third one is helicopters exploring the area on april 14 2022 dawson posted a video of himself getting stopped by a person who he claims was a cia agent he saw before garnering another 560,000 views on april 17th he posted a video showing the same car outside of his home that drives off as he tries to see who it is suggesting that he's being stalked by the agent garnering 785,000 views in the same span of time as the other videos so this cat's over multiple millions of views for these videos. Yeah. On May 6th, so from April 17th to May 6th, he's dead. There's nothing said. There's nothing, no activity, nothing, right? Which is, sounds odd. On May 6th, he posted a video saying he's not dead and hasn't disappeared. Just that he's been too busy to update, then revealing that the same videos were fake. So he even went out and said, hey, these videos are fake. But what's weird about his video discrediting himself he repeatedly looks out of the corner of his eyes off camera during the video he's not doing a selfie video the video is on a tripod away from him with a white wall behind him so it just looks weird like it looks almost like a prisoner video like a ransom video almost that sounds like it's me yeah because all of his videos beforehand are very like shaky or very like him like being natural this one was very much looked planned and scripted professional on may 16th also he posted a cryptic video saying you may never see me again and that his videos weren't fake garnering over a million views in that month on may 17th on the same another one the same same day. day yeah later in the day so in the first in the beginning he's like my videos are fake i'm alive i haven't disappeared Later that day, he does his own personal video, which is clearly him being afraid and talking very well, <clears throat> saying that you may never see me again and that the videos are not fake. They're real. Damn. Yeah. And that got him over a million views on that particular situation. On May 17th, he posted one final video. This is the last video. The final video showing the mountain again, this time with a building on top of it, garnering over 1.5 million views in the same time span. Dawson has not posted any more videos since. So the video start this whole video series starts with him seeing a giant. Him trying to go to the area where the giant was and getting stopped by a man in black slash CIA agent. That same mountain range he sees UFOs. He then sees Black Hawk helicopters circling the area. He goes outside of his own house to see the same car drive off when he tries to approach it. Then he makes a fake video 
almost three months later saying that he was faking those videos. And then later that day, he makes a video about how it wasn't fake and that he, you may never see me again. And then the final video on May 17th, he posted the very last video from his account of a building built on that mountain range where he seen the UFO, the giant and the helicopters. So what makes me wonder is, um, the the video of the giant like they didn't see like the building there or was he getting like at a different angle there was no buildings uh, according to the videos and the guy who took the videos okay and then now all of a sudden there is it the video shows up after all the weird shit happens yeah hmm. here it gets crazier i'm not even done being crazy oh oh shit yeah dawson stopped posting updates on the giant after may 17th Inspiring viewers to wonder what happened to him. On September 17th, TikToker at Special Kize posted a video claiming that Dawson died on July 1st, garnering over 100,000 views in three months. There has been no confirmation that he died, and many speculate it could be a hoax. On November 8th, TikToker the underscore Twilight underscore Emporium posted a video claiming that the shape is a radio tower. So they built a radio tower there in the small amount of time that that crap happened. Hmm. On December 4th, TikToker at Richie underscore Mac underscore Freedom underscore 77 stopped using underscore TikTokers. Yes. Posted a video claiming that Dawson died on the same day TikToker at Don't Ghost Me posted a video spreading the rumor further garnering over 630,000 views in just four days. Hashtag Hyena posted, uh, published an article about the video on December 7th, reported that the video Dextro reported on the video, <coughs> excuse me, on December 7th, HITC reported on the video and Dextro reported on December 8th. That was more about Dawson who disappeared after seeing a giant or an elaborate way to quit TikTok. So either this man seen a giant a CIA agent, a UFO, helicopters, and a new building pop-up in the same mountain range, or this man just elaborately quit TikTok. Now, here's the problem. When people do elaborate hoaxes like that, usually rumors and word of mouth gets out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this cat wasn't a small view channel by any means. I mean, he multiple million views over a three-month period. So did this man elaborate a crazy super awesome hoax or did he see something he wasn't supposed to and got fricked for it didn't we talk about one hoaxer or not hoaxer but he tried he went for years houdini he went for years to make sure to see the put out that people were fake oh yeah houdini loved out in hoaxers yeah so what i was getting to the point is like so this guy could just be hoaxing the entire time but the thing is though you can't just be that active on it and then just stop right after you know you were supposed to or somebody told you to. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to be an account that's making multiple millions of views. You get paid for that crap. This man could have probably like started a paranormal entity of his own and made top dollar, right? Like he was getting the views to get looked at. Like, I mean, like we have friends that are doing TikTok right now and are only in like in the 10,000 range and they're getting offered deals and shit. Yeah. So to see a man who's getting multiple millions of views and then to just be like, Oh, this is all an elaborate hoax to quit TikTok," Like that seems a bit far fetched. 
I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but that just seems really weird. He's going to give up his clear skill to just go be off social media? Like, no way. And especially in this day and age? When social media is like every kid and their mom wants to be a new TikToker content creator? Yeah. Like, like more kids want to be content creators than they do want to be doctors and astronauts. Like, so to give up that skill, like, that's wild. Or he didn't give up the skill and he had, and he was kidnapped by the CIA or Men in Black. The good old MIB. <laughs> so we're moving on to the next one. Uh, the words are hard to say in this one because it's about Spanish and European missionaries. So this one's called the Quina Mensen. When missionaries from Spain and Europe were invading, yes, I said it. We're not helping nobody by lying about it. They were invading. They were not on missions. <laughs> they were converting to make their way of life easier. We tell the truth here on Mystery Kink. Yeah, no matter how painful and honest it is. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> the missionaries documented that they were reminded of Goliath and the sons of Anak when talking to the ancient Mesoamericans who provided them art of them killing giants. So the Mesoamericans, the the people that were here before natives were really a thing. Like I mean, natives were always here and they were a thing, but before they were all split into tribes, they were called Mesoamericans. Those are basically the natives. Ah, oh, okay. They uh missionaries were provided art of giants being murdered. Well, not murdered because giants were assholes, but giants being killed and then being dragged by seven to ten men. Damn. After the conquest, very large bones were found. A story by Friar Andres de Olmos, famous for his works as a Nahut Hosteco and Todonaco theologist, tells that in the palace of the first victory of New Spain, Antonio de Mendoza found bones of a human foot, where each toe was measured to be size to be the size of a human palm. So this explorer and, you know, conqueror named Antonio de Mendoza had found bones on a foot, and each toe was about the size of his palm. Just the toe. Yeah, that's big. So you think, like, hold up your hand, like, that's a... Like, you got small hands. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, have, if you hold up a normal human hand... <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, even, like, with your hands, like, a giant toe that big, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so like that could just be like his damn pinky toe could be a size of a palm. Yeah. Is is that mean even the width wise or just length? It just says the length. It doesn't say the width, but I mean, All right. you, I wear, I'm a size thirteen and a half, right? Yeah. On my shoes, my t- my big toe maybe a quarter up my palm. You know what I mean? Like maybe a quarter of my palm, but the whole ass palm, like that's ridiculous. You're talking about you're talking about like a I don't know a five inch toe, a five inch toe. You figure I'm a thirteen and a half inch foot. Like half his homeboy's toe is half my foot. Like get the hell out of here. <laughs> that's that's an unbelievable size. If you think about it, I'm just trying to compare it, and that's like insane looking, dude. That would have to be like a deformity. Oh yeah. Wow. Continue. This is interesting. Oh, and you said and you said like these guys made art, like literally paintings. They painted Native Mesoamericans. Yeah, they painted marking these giants and dragging them away. 
And it wasn't just like one person dragging away a giant. It was seven to 12 people tied to a giant and pulling the giant away. Damn. I mean, it's just, it's just wild. De Almos was born in Spain at the end of the 15th century and lived in New Spain between 1528 and 1571. The friar wrote about semi-giants in his time in what is now Cuenavaca Morales and Teocali, Puebla. The word Kinamentin is the plural of Kinamentali and is translated into Spanish as Gigante or Giant. It is also the name with which various authors have baptized the first inhabitants of Mexico. The Codex Zumarga, Zumarga explains that for the indigenous people, the giants were created by the gods and perished in the catastrophe of Atotia, a supposed great flood in the mountain areas of Tlaxcala. So even the Mesoamericans have a story about a giant flood, which would have killed out the biblical giants as well as these giants and their religion and beliefs. Mm. So we have another culture that has not only giants, but also has a giant flood story. Which is pretty interesting, because I don't think there was another, any other religion that says anything about a flood, right? Well, I mean, you got all the Judaism religions that have the flood, and then you also have um, the Muslim religion also has a flood. Like, almost every religion has a flood. Almost every single nation has a giant flood story and it just tells you that obviously if you don't believe in religion at all something happened but this is a mythical and even metaphorical way of saying it as further research indicates that the kina Menton were destroyed by a group of merchants from the coast who fought for the power and land they inhabited the novel hispanic historians refer that they were destroyed by the Olmec. Zikalanaka, who arrived in Tlaxcala after 200 BC, approximately, the group came from somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico, where merchants and populated the valleys and mountains of Tlaxcala. Huejotz Ingo and Cholula. Why you gotta? The hardest word ever, and then Cholula. The new Spanish Hispanic Mariano Viete tells that when they occupied the banks of the Atoyac, the Almagzelzicalancas found themselves with naked and disheveled giants that hunted birds and the land animals and ate wild fruits and herbs. According to the Vietia, in 107 AD, the Almagzelzicalancas paid tribute to the Kinamenton until they were fed up and to set up a trap to kill all of them. They prepared a banquet in their honor, and waited for them to all be drunk to kill them all. The giants appeared in several Kodiaks of friars in the one of San Juan de Zumarraga. I can't roll my R's, guys. I apologize. That's why I fail Spanish. The Florentine, directed by Bernardino de Sahagun, or the one of the Vatican, and in the writing of Fray Andres Omos or Fray Diego Duran, the friars sought explanations for the large buildings dedicated to the indigenous gods. According to the magazine of Mexican archaeology, the evangelizers attributed the construction of the largest buildings, such as Cholula, to the giants. The Bible gave them the idea for the creators of these great buildings could be being similar to those described in the biblical passages, the Goliath that David fights against the other stories, where a person's triumph is enhanced by defeating superior individuals in size and strength. 
So basically, the natives had a word and a story for giants, and that just further made the friars, which is a type of like missionary pastor, be like, oh shit, we have giants too. So giants might be what's going on here. Well, there's a lot of words in there. Yeah, it was a lot of hard words. Uh, cue the mystery mallard. Thank you for covering up that mystery mallard. Um, but yeah, those words are a pain in the patoot. Uh, I, I, what I still can't uh, fathom is just like, is the the art thing, dude. Like that's that's amazing. Good thing about this way, like a guy or a person is not gonna like make art like that, especially back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, they made art based off of what they saw. They didn't make art yeah, to exactly. be pretty and fancy. They made art to, to you know, historically, like, accurately record what they saw. Yeah. And these motherfuckers <laughs> saw giants and killed them. They got them drunk. They set up a party, invited homeboys over, and did them dirty Game of Thrones style. For for some reason, like, I don't know why that just took out to my head. I'm just like, if there's any story anybody is going to believe, it's probably going to be that one. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know why. That just shit just, like, takes me off guard. But, yeah, and you're getting these, and, like, they're getting them drunk, too. So, it's like if they were, like, friends with these motherfuckers. Imagine if they, how much alcohol it takes to get a giant drunk. Like, me, I'm six foot, right? I'm about 250 pounds right now, 245, six foot, 245. I'm a big boy, right? It takes a good, like, I would say six to seven beers to get me, like, pretty goosed. Uh, someone like what a giant would be like three, four times my size. So you figure that fool is drinking like what six to seven beers times four. Like that fool is drinking twenty eight beers. You you know you know how like people like have giant jugs and stuff, like barrels of like whiskey and all that. What if that yeah. was like their cup was just literally the barrel or the keg, big ass barrel, and they're just shooting back some sweet. Like Mesoamerican, whatever they drink. Yeah, that'd be wild. I could see them doing that and them just getting easily drunk after like four or five of those bad boys. Oh, hell yeah. Just it's glug, glug, You're glug. talking about a damn barrel. Like that, that usually you need the whole, you need a whole entire day's worth. And he's just drinking it in a minute. That's ridiculous. This next one is. Irish folklore. You ready for some Irish folklore? A man so awesome they named him Mick Cool. That's that's his name. Mick Cool. Mick Cool. The most famous giant in Irish folklore is Finn Mac Comel, or said Mick Cool. Finn was a mythical warrior and a giant. Stories about Finn claim that he built the giant's causeway, which is that in the last episode we talked about those perfect hexagonal stones that are lined up. Yeah, It was also believed that he had scooped part of Ireland out of the ground and flung it at a rival. This clump of land fell into the sea and became the Isle of Man. And the void that left became uh, Lóniach, which is another like a little river, a little lake type thing. The Isle of Man has a very unique, very special ghost that took the form of a talking mongoose. <laughs> we'll get into that story. It's pretty crazy. Well, that's where, like, why a mongoose? I don't know, bro. That's just what it was. <laughs> Look, I'm not here to question. I'm here to report about it. <laughs> uh, Finn McCool is the Irish version of Paul Bunyan, doing all kinds of crazy shit like catching the salmon of wisdom, fighting Ireland's greatest enemies, <laughs> and marrying babes. He had multiple wives. 
According to the most popular account of Finn's death, he's not dead at all. That fool's asleep in a cave surrounded by the water. When Ireland needs their greatest hero, he'll come back and protect Ireland. So you're saying that this guy literally picked up part of Ireland and shoved it in somebody's face? Tried to hit him with it. Hit him with it. It still kept going, went into the ocean, and became a whole separate nation. Ireland got some stories. Ireland got some stories, bro. All that's right. that's a <laughs> that was a cool that was a cool like that was a fun little like palate cleanser, right? Get ready, yeah. <laughs> Strap in, my friend. All right, we're gonna go to the left, the the farthest to the right field here. Since we already went farthest to the left, yeah, we're so left, we're right. <laughs> Giants were already here on planet Earth. When the Anunnaki first arrived, which were the angels, they were known as the Remohoral race. They would also become an ally of the Anunnaki. <laughs> the fourth root race was the fully human Atlantean civilization, the legendary super race. Doesn't sound racist at all. It does not. It must be noted that one race does not simply vanish at the beginning of the next, but declines slowly and does not become extinct until well past the middle of the next one. Each root race is compromised of seven sub-races, and it was some of the first sub-races that moved to the mainland Atlantis. Others stayed behind in ancient Africa and interbred with the Lumerians, the third root race, to produce a race who looked like blue-skinned American Indians. The Ramahals were black-skinned and stood between 10 to 12 feet, waged continuous war with the remaining Lumerians. As time went on, some of them moved to north, <coughs> to north of Atlantis, where their skins became lighter and their statue shorter. Because of the huge stature, the Ramahals were used as bodyguards by the chieftains of ancient Africa, which, if you're on the one note, you don't need to be able to describe the picture. There's an African chief. And behind him is a giant warrior. He's like twice his height. Damn. At St. Fort in the Clarence area of the Darkensburg Mountains in South Africa, the giant bodyguard of the Ramohoro race protects the chieftain. When people began to multiply on the face of the ground and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that they were fair and they took them as wives to themselves of all they said, of all that they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in mortals forever, for they are flesh. Their days shall be the one hundred twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, also afterward, when the sons of God went into the daughters of humans, who bore to them were the heroes of old, warriors of renown, Genesis 6-1-4. Thus, from above source, the Nephilim are the sons of the union between the sons of God, the Anunnaki, and the daughters of man. There again, it also states the Nephilim were on the earth in those days also afterwards. It is entirely possible that the Remortal race and the Nephilim were both the same race and were integrated into the race of giants created by the sons of God. Above the giant Nephilim at Lake Chiviro in Zimbabwe, so Nephilim are, being, are in ancient African history as well, the giant Nephilim at Lake Chiviro, Zimbabwe, which is in Africa, the Igigi herds, the little people on the bottom of the picture, whilst the Afro-Atlanteans look on. Sorry about that. The five beings at the top of the right picture are the Lumerian race. It was their DNA that crossed with the Anunnaki DNA that was to produce the slave race or the little people. Potentially gnomes or little people as in us. Inevitably, as in all slave cultures, a rebellion must happen. On many examples of rock art in southern Africa, there is depicted slain of giants. The painting below 
is in Zimbabwe, the land of mines. And it shows animals dragging giants that were slain by the little people. So the little people slain these giants. So again, Mesoamericans have the same style of painting a whole culture and continent and ocean away. The slain of a Nephilim in Zimbabwe by a group of Lumerians identified by the shape of their foreheads and the snouted faces note that the position of the giant's legs, the particular posture is portrayed on many death scenes throughout Southern Africa. So when they kill them, basically they like, they kind of make it look like their legs are running. Like they like bend one underneath them and one over them to make it easier to drag them. Ah, when the Anunnaki eventually departed the mining fields of ancient Africa, so apparently, allegedly, the Lemurians and Atlanteans used Africa as a mining for resources because Africa is super resource efficient. When the, when the Anunnaki eventually departed the mining fields of ancient Africa, they left behind four different races of beings. The first were the reptilian race, who were the slave masters of the thousands of hybrid humans created to work with the multitude of mines. The second were the Afro-Atlanteans, who were the original inhabitants of the land. The third race were the little people who were created to work in the mines and now had no master. They would eventually integrate into other African races, such as the Bergadama and the Bushmen. The, the fourth race was the Nephilim, a beings of giant stature and hated by all. The Nephilim giants were then wiped out systematically. And then there's another picture of a bunch of little guys murdering a Nephilim in ancient Zimbabwe. So you said there was lizard people. Yep. 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 See, this is this is why this is left field, because we got Lumerians from Lumeria, which is kind of like Atlantis. If you know Atlantis, yeah, you're scratching the Atlantis. iceberg. If you if you know Lumeria, you're like mid-iceberg. Like There's a whole other subsect under that. Wait, hold on. Didn't that AI or whatever... That's Lumeria. There was right? that a there was there was that AI that was talking about Lumeria, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we're talking about this again. Holy <sighs> shit. Yeah, Lumeria yeah, comes up a lot. Thing. Anytime you talk about lizard people, you probably you probably got Lumeria somewhere in the brain. There were gi- <laughs> <laughs> There were the giants of ancient time and most probably Goliath who was mentioned in the biblical times was the last remaining ancestor of the legendary race of the Ramal people. This is a small excerpt from the book the Anunnaki gods of ancient Africa. So that's the final story. I told you it was out of left field, but it was just like, there is so many similarities between that and the Mesoamericans and Hispanic um, missionaries going through and conquering Mexico. That was like, shit, I'm going to add it, but it's going to be, this is where we're going to lose people on the pod. <laughs> it's just, it, it's wild. It is wild, but you know, we haven't talked about, well, we, we've, we mentioned lizard people. We mentioned other stuff, giants, inner earth, you know, some theories, but we never really made an episode about it. You know what's cool about lizard people, though? What? This, the earth was inhabited by giant dinosaurs for billions, of, millions of years. And there's all kinds of old stories of lizard people. Like, did the dinosaurs turn into lizard people? Were the lizard people byproducts of dinosaurs? Were dinosaurs the byproducts of lizard people? Did lizard people try to mate with giants and giants and lizard people made dinosaurs? Probably not. <laughs> Just some crazy off the wall, like guessing here, but yeah. So we had some fun today. You know, we, we had, we had giants in Canada, giants in Mexico, giants in ancient Africa, giants in Ireland. Like they're all over the world. It seems like it. Like literally, every everybody has seen it one 
one way or the other across the world. So it makes me, it just makes it uh, more cemented that something happened. And you got these other people drawing stuff too. You even got the other ones drawing stuff about it. I mean, if you got ancient Zimbabweans talking about Nephilim giant races that existed, you have ancient Mesoamericans, Mesomexicans, the Irish who are their own little continent country. You have all these people talking, drawn, and creating giants. Every religion has giants. Every culture has giants. It's similar to dragons where, like, every culture has a dragon. Every culture has a giant. Now, giants might not have been real at all, honestly. Giants might have been the psychic collective, but when a psychic collective is powerful enough, why not bring them into life? You know what I mean? Like, when you're an ancient person and you have no idea what that thunder is, What's a good what's a good explanation for thunder? A giant's footsteps, a battle of the gods in the sky. And enough of these ancient people sharing the same psychic collective create these psychic constructs and beings that take their own life. Or giants were real. It's crazy. I I didn't I didn't think Lumeria would be brought up out of nowhere. Like that that caught me off guard. Bro, giants in Lumeria, Atlantis, like it is a pain in the ass to read anything because look i'm not i'm not anti-conspiracy like i like you and me talk conspiracies all the time like we we even like get bored and brainstorm some fake ones just for shits and gigs like yeah you know we we do just some random shit with it but anytime you bring up lumeria or atlantis it brings up giants it brings up lizard people it brings up aliens it brings up the grays it brings up the fact that well not the fact but the theory that our DNA is so wild and so interconnected to everything in the earth is because we were bred to be slaves. Like that's where that's like Lumerians and Atlanteans bred humans from a mixture of all different DNAs. That's why we, because we do share DNA with chickens. We share DNA with monkeys. We share DNA with bananas. Like we, everything on earth, we almost everything we're connected to in some way or another through our DNA. And that's led people to like speculate. Like, why are we like, we're, we're like mushrooms are, we share a lot of the same DNA as mushrooms. That's why when you eat a mushroom, you're not eating like a vegetable. You're eating the flesh of a mushroom. Cause it's very similar DNA to humans. I didn't even know that. So why do we have all this DNA connected to everything? Well, potentially we were seated here by the giants by the Atlanteans, by the Lumerians, to be a slave race alongside the, you know, the lizard people also bred us. And every culture that has a slave eventually has a slave revolution. And those slaves take over, you know what I mean? Like, So are you saying it's a good possibility that, you know, humans killed the lizard people, sh- shot down Lumeria and Atlantis? And this is why we only found a little bit of Atlantis. We still haven't found Lumeria yet. We're not, yeah, we're, you know, I mean, Atlantis potentially is in the desert in the Middle East or is potentially underwater. Same with Lumeria. It's potentially in the Middle East or underwater. There's a lot of different things that could point to it. And I think it's like, it's irresponsible to call any of this fact, though. A lot of a lot of sites will call this complete and total fact, and that's very irresponsible because these are all theories. Oh, yeah. Like, nothing is true. Everything is permittable, says the Sith. <laughs> But it's kind of true, though. Like, nothing's true. Like, there's no set in stone. Like, we don't know that 
like a T-Rex had those dumb little baby arms. We don't know that a T-Rex for sure had feathers. Like we're going off of puzzle pieces we built out of stone. Like if you've ever looked at the the skeleton of a hippo, it doesn't look like a hippo. The ske- a hippo skeleton looks like a weird fucking monster. But when you add the muscles, when you add the skin, it looks like a hippo. It's like we don't know nothing for sure. Nothing's true. We just have theories as to what everything is. And I think people need to re- remind themselves. About Remember that. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, oh, this is exactly what a T Rex looks like. Like we don't actually know. Yeah. We're just giving a theory. It's like. You and me, are, we were raised in, you know, Christian religion type households. And none of that, we can't say for sure that that's fact. That's what faith is. You know what I mean? We have faith that the scientists are right about how a dinosaur is constructed. We have faith that our religions are correct. We have faith in the people around us aren't going to murder us. It's not always true. And faith isn't always working out, though. Yeah. So to discredit anything that we talked about tonight as absolute hogwash, understandable understandable to say this is all bs but also understandable to say it's potentially true it's just a matter of how well you piece the puzzle together yeah and this is why the mystery is our king you can't tell me the shit's not like man i kind of want to know more oh yeah or you probably look know too much and be like you know what this is way too damn much it's too much (laughs) but you can find us on the facebook's the tiktoks the instagrams at mystery kink you can find us on the Telegram at the Mystery King Broadcast Network. We're pretty active there because it's easier to be active there. Everything leads to the Telegram real well. And uh, for the Twitter, you can always hit up at Kink Mystery. Also, you could DM us on there too. And I believe I have our Telegram link on Twitter, if I remember right. It should be in the pin messages. Also, you can email us if you got any corrections. You know, you want to shoot us, tell us we're dumb, we're awesome, we're cool, we're not great. You listen to us to make fun of us. Tell us. Let us know on our email. If you want to, if you got a story or you want to come on and talk about an experience or you got questions for us, if you just want to question us about our podcast, you're more than welcome to hit us up on our email at mysterykink2021 at gmail.com. And here at Mystery Kink, remember your mystery is our king. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night.